want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks, NYC, on location, Ursa 2023. I have my friend, Jared Sirocco here, the health club doctor. We are going to talk about identifying issues with your business, fixing them, optimizing your unit economics, and growing and getting a little more sleep in the process of enjoying your entrepreneurial endeavors. So good to see you uh, in uh, meet in person, finally. Well, great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. So, you know, you've been in the industry pretty much, uh, you know, as long as I have, you know, back in the, the world gym days, I, I think uh, was probably, uh, well, I was originally back in the world gym days uh, when I was with Gold's Gym. But what, what, you know, talk about how you got into the consulting side, uh, why you felt like it was, you know, maybe a good way to kind of upstream and be like, hey, I can help a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my story is kind of crazy. I mean, I started in this business, this industry, when I was just about 16 years old. So it's really the only thing I've known you know, since high school as far as a career is concerned. So it's been a pretty wild ride. Um, and as I gained experience in different levels of operations, whether it was training, managing, even owning, and finding my love for helping others understand it, uh, I realized that that's what I wanted to do, was teach others the business of fitness. Can they avoid the mistakes that I made? Can they learn from the lessons that I learned? Uh, and can I help them run a more profitable business? And so about 2005, that's when my consulting business was born. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. So that's yeah. how I got started with it. Wait, wait, before you did the consulting, because a lot of people, you know, become consultants and then kind of say, oh, I did this, I did that. You know, I, you know talk about some of the things that you did experience, I use this term all the time, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. Well, yeah. So I'm trying to keep like guardrails up, make like, I don't have any kids, but if I had kids, I'd put like the uh, the guardrails up on the bowling alley. Yeah. You know, so you're not gonna go in the gutter. That's one yeah. of the things I'll help you make sure you don't do. So give me some examples of things where you're like, maybe this wasn't obvious, for, obvious at first, but let me tell you how I, I help people kind of. Yeah, so the, the whole way I got into the business of consulting was through getting really screwed by a business partner. In, in the gyms that I owned. Okay. And so at the time it was really like, okay, what am I gonna do with this next step? And I was, I've been asked to speak at Club Industry. I was one of the first recorded ever, you know, uh, sessions at Club Industry and put online, which was great. And somebody said, you know, you, you got a real passion for, for this. And I had always been training, had always been teaching employees. So the whole natural progression into helping others uh, seemed to come very easily to me. So as I, I got asked to help somebody open a gym, took that experience, really loved it, was able to help them avoid the mistakes that I made. And then I realized, I said, you know what? All the experience I had, this was gonna be great. And then we just take that, we just keep learning, we keep growing, we keep helping. And you know, that's really been a great um, 
trajectory for me because I always tell people, people come in, well, most consultants I know, they always think they know everything. That's not my style at all, right? I, yeah. I learn just as much from them as they learn from me. And so that's why I'm even here at this trade show because you learn every day. Yeah. You know, as you kind of have gone through several different business cycles and you you see new technologies come out, you see software companies that nobody ever had an interest in. Now they're getting like all this private You're equity, right. growth equity capital. You'd be like, you know, I think they had a 10 by 10 booth like five years ago. Yeah. You know, what the fuck? Where did exactly. that come from? Um, you know, how do you kind of keep yourself as an entrepreneur and a consultant like like one step ahead of that? And then when do you know, as a follow-up question, when do you know when someone's like able to deploy, you know, like the next big idea? That's a great question. Thank and you. I spend a lot of time on the edges of these trade shows because yeah. on the edges or where the newbies are. There's a little companies. They don't have the big bucks to spend on the big booth space and they just got here. And I like going and finding them and I spend time with them and I want to hear their pitch and I want to see what they got. And a lot of times they have great technology or they've got a great widget or something. They just don't know how to deploy it to your point. Or they don't even have explain to, like no. how like it, it works for Exactly. This and so then a guy like me Such comes in and I, I wind up talking to them and going, I can see that application in this particular gym or this boutique or this style of business, or I could see this help in that. And then that's usually when I go, hey, I like the little guy. Because right. the little guy's got something to share. They yeah. just don't have the market share that the big guys yeah. do. I mean, it's interesting, in this industry, and you and I have been in it almost the same amount of times, there's always new ideas cropping up and there's, there's so much passion about it. And you gotta kind of be able to splice through like, what's the, why does that product or service exist? Like, is it a personal frustration that somebody solved? That's usually a good business. Yep. If it's kind of like, hey, I'm gonna do this studio concept. Um, you know, Soraka, what do you think about, like we're gonna do aerial yoga on a spin bike, you know, with uh, infrared panels. And you can be like, dude, did you, like, are you trying to become like, a, you know, <laughs> like a chef at a restaurant? Yeah, exactly. Or like, did you benefit from that yeah. program? Yeah. You know, so when you take a look at some of these and say like, okay, here's, it's on the fringe. Do I kind of track this? Do I help them? Do I tell you, hey, look, you're not explaining this in like our language. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I have that conversation. Like they, they're all excited to tell me what they do. And I go, okay, so what do you really do? Because right. I have no freaking clue what exactly. you just said. After you told me yeah, like five talk minutes. To me and no yeah, exactly. And it's interesting. Sometimes these guys, they don't even know whether they're an end consumer product or service or they're actually trying to serve us as the business owners in the gym business or the club business. So it's, it's interesting to, to listen to them and then over years watch them refine their pitches, their presentation, and build a story that resonates yeah. with people. You know, one of the things that I've kind of learned from my advisory business, and you're on the more of like the, the consulting side of like, hey, you got a unit economic issue. Like, I'm going to help you figure out what the drivers are, that, yeah, those problems, sure. and then we're going to turn it around. I kind of look at it, either somebody comes to me before they should have come to you, and I say, like, look, these unit economics, they don't work. Like, you can't. You're like, oh, um, you know, I got I got six uh, studios. You know, I want to go to 600. I'm like, which one's the prototype? Oh, the seventh one that you're going to fund. I'm like, no, dude, like, you have to do your own experiment. And then you got to figure out what the special sauce is in your experiment that you've done. And then you come to me and say like, hey man, I figured this out. Yeah, proof of concept. I got this, like this, I know what the special sauce is. Instead of me trying to ask, pull it out of you, you got to tell me, 
This is how the business model works. <laughs> yeah, and, and to your point, that, that strategy has worked for some people. They've been able to get that to happen, you know, and, and but proof of concept is huge. So, so asking somebody to invest before you put the... Yeah, you know, like somebody wants to invest, like it's well. called friends and family around because those are the people <laughs> that are willing yeah. to like exactly. give, test test you out and like give you give you a chance. But it's not like, hey, I want to go talk to these venture capital firms. Like, not no. Yeah. Like, I just had a conversation with a guy today. You know, my why number one you, rule. Why didn't you invite me into that conversation? Well, you were busy talking to right, somebody fine, else. My bad. I'll so, take, I'll take responsibility All right. for myself. But, but the the thing was, you know, the, my number one rule when somebody comes to me and says that they want to build a facility or whatever, the question is why. Yeah. And if I hear, well, me and my buddies, we were tired of hearing, like, we, we don't like the gyms in our area. We want to build a gym. Number one rule is you don't build a gym for you. You don't build a concept for you. You don't build a, you know, you don't solve your own problem. You look at the problem in the marketplace. What is the demographic need? What is the demographic? Can it support it? Can they pay for it? What works? I don't care what you like. Right. <laughs> Well, I want to know you, what makes you got 100 money. people that, that like the same thing you like. That yeah, but is 100 people going to pay the bill? Is yeah. it 1,000? Is it yeah. 2,000? Or 4,000 people? Yeah. To this guy's I'm point, based on what he wanted to do, can I get 4,000 people in this business to pay him what he needs? Because that's right. what he's going to need. Right. And he's in a small town. So, so what if you were to force rank, here's the biggest issues with, with health club operators today, post-COVID. Uh, what would you rank? What, what is it um, attrition? Uh, because you're not doing the work to actually understand and have a relationship with people? Is it you don't spend enough money on marketing? Is it uh, something else? So what, what do you kind of hone in on and be like, dude, this is like the core of the, the essence of the problem is? Well, we one of the biggest problems in the industry, and I think in the world right now, is finding employees and, and qualified employees. It's disappeared. Our generation is that that's here now is figuring out how to make money off of the phone, the internet, social media, they don't want a real job. Yeah, they don't want to no, come yeah. to work. Yeah. That's a big problem. The industry also lost a lot of fitness professionals and trainers and coaches who now were forced to go on their own to survive and make money. And they're trying to find ways to make money in parks and trucks and social media and whatnot. So uh, the, the labor force is a big challenge to a lot of yeah. uh, We invest in a company, well, we're part of this company called Game Plan. Um, and uh, we're trying to staff D1, D2, D3 athletes, female, male, into the, to the Halo sector. Like that. That's and, fantastic. And we, yeah. It hasn't turned into what I wanted to yet, but hopefully hopefully it does because those people are natural extensions of being part of a team sure. and popping a jersey on. And and that's the other thing when you talk about the health and fitness sector and, and franchising, athletes, they got to have that exit strategy. You know, that, that athlete is, what, three to five-year career, really average, five to seven maybe for someone who's good. What are they going to do afterwards? Yeah, are I mean, they going to open up Popeye's Chicken? No, let's no, get them into I, fitness. I 100% agree. I feel like there should be more pressure to get those people in there instead of buying, like, a Popeye's exactly. chain. Exactly, 100%. Like get, a, get, in, get into the industry and then use your NIL. How's your NIL doing right now? My name, image, likeness? Yeah. It's, uh, I haven't really monetized well, it Well, I think yet. he's over there making me a new one right now. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, okay, we're going sure to check it out after he's done. We got a new Sirocco avatar. This new Sirocco avatar going to take on available. the consulting industry. Yeah. That's it. With an exclusive. Yo, bro, yeah. you can't do any uh, caricatures for anyone else who's a consultant. Yeah, this is yeah, it. Yeah, this is it, man. We've, we've locked it down. Yeah, this is going to be his calling card. Yeah. Um, you know, so so one is is you got a labor force issue. Yep. You know, the second thing is that I that I'm seeing is, and I said this at this event the other day, but and I've said this on another podcast. So for people listening, thank you for listening. 
too, take a little repetition. Arti you can't have artificial intelligence until you have intelligence. I love it. And I feel like there's people that hide behind, I got 500 members and, uh, you know, I sent an email out to them. I sent the text message. I'm like, why don't you call them? Why don't you sit down with them? Why don't you buy them a cup of coffee? Why don't you find out what, what, what really is in my DNA, you know? Nothing will ever replace the original instant message, text message, which is the human connection. It will never replace it. I agree. You, you, you I can send not. it, it's you know, well, listen, even when these things write it, they do a good job, but they're never going to have the emotion, the feeling, the deeper understanding. You want to use ChatGPT, you want to use AI to write messaging, that's fine, but you better edit it and put some personality oh, yeah, and love yeah, into totally. it and still pick up that phone. I don't care if nobody picks up the phone anymore. Leave that voicemail, feel that energy, have that personal touch, make yeah. the effort. The effort sometimes is worth a heck of a lot more than the outcome. Yeah, and I would say, you know, if you got a software database and there's nothing in the database, it's not a software database. Exactly. So fill it up with data. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, I, I tell people, I, I, there was this ABC uh, Fitness Solutions report that came out and uh, it said like 65% of people leave the club because they're not motivated. And it prompted me to think about like, what motivates me personally, right? And, and there's some things that motivate me. One is that when I was a kid, I used to have access to my dad's change machine, change bin. And when the ice cream man in Long Island used to drop, I used to go down there, get like fun dip, candy cigarettes, big league chew, yeah. grape, which had a lot of sugar in it. Big I used league to eat chew, all that. that's great. The big wad in yeah, the side. Yeah, big wad, you know, I used to fall asleep and wake up with like gum on my pajamas. Exactly. And I got chubby as a kid. So I had to go to the elastic jeans in the husky section of, of Sears until I was like 13 years old. So if you if you if I was a member of your of Soraco's fitness and you saw that I was gaining a little weight. All you would have to say to me is like, elastic jeans, we ain't going there. I'm not going back there. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be like, all right, dude, I'm, I'm here for like 90 yeah. days. Like, just sell me a personal training and get yeah. me in every group exercise class. I'm not going but, back there. But see, that, that's a motivation that you need to know. But it's also an emotional response. And the that's, only way I'm going to find that out is if I'm asking you questions. Exactly. There's no chat exactly. bot that's going to do that the right yeah. way and really dig deep and understand that. Yeah. So... You know, from a standpoint of like incentivizing, and we work with this company, promotional, incentivize someone to tell you their information. Sure. Whether that's monetary, whether that's getting, buy them dinner, you know, coffee. I feel like people have front desk workers that check people in for a class and then they, they play on their phones. Get those people to go on, their, on my LinkedIn, go on my Facebook, go on my YouTube, find out shit about me and put it in a database. Don't, don't stalk me, but say like, hey, it looks like, you know, hey, I know when his birthday is. Hey, it looks like he likes to go to sporting events. Oh, the guy said on his LinkedIn that he uh, that he loves to catch footballs. Oh, we just hired this guy who uh, used to play at Rutgers, who was all American. So you introduced them. Yeah, 100%. You mentioned Long Island. One of my clients is in Holbrook, uh, online already. Yeah, I know where it is. Built a beautiful 45,000 square foot gym there in, yeah. in Holbrook, and that that desk staff. You know, they're supposed to take that personal interest, but are the membership coordinators there? Guess what? still write handwritten thank you notes. We that's make awesome. them write Love. handwritten thank you notes. Nobody does that anymore. I think that's hey, great. we'll I put like them in an email drip. We'll do it. Yeah, we're yeah. still gonna put you in our automated email drip. We're still gonna do that. 
But getting a thank you card from the gym that's handwritten, you don't see that anymore. You know what I don't awesome. do anymore either? I don't even throw those out. I feel like it's like it's, special. it's like artwork. Yeah, exactly. Here. It's like, like dinosaur. If they took the time, dude, if they it's took the fossil. Time, unfortunately, I don't have one of those magnetic uh, refrigerators. Oh, I'll put it up on there with yeah, the little, the little alphabet letter magnets. You yeah, can spell well, I was thinking words about maybe thing, like uh, one of those strawberry shortcake things or yeah. like my mom would have like a picture of a house that yeah. we used to live in or something. We had all the letters and, you know, you had to spell stuff on the on the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom still has pictures from. So when I'm I was thinking a kid about maybe I should send those to my mom. There or maybe go. we'll go from Holbrook. We'll have them do like a drop ship yeah. to my mom. Well, you should go check it out. All right. What's it called? Uh, Unique Fitness. Unique Fitness. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Right, right near uh, MacArthur Airport. That's great. So you know, as you kind of look forward here, you're, you're running a, your your own business right now. Yeah. You got a number of clients. You call yourself the health club doctor. Yep. Um, at the same time, like a doctor maybe comes in, parachutes in when I'm having some issues. Correct. I call him and be like, hey, I got some things going on. That's what the symbol is. The parachute. Jumping right in. That's jumping yeah. right in. Jump in and then jump out. Yep. So how do you work with people? Is it kind of like, hey, I'm here for you. When you're in the trenches, I'm going to get you out, and then you call me when you need me? It's a little bit of everything. Okay. You know, so we, we do what we call gym rescue, right? So when they're having trouble and they Why got no... Why isn't there a show like that, well, by the way? Well, you know, it's so funny. Rescue. I got asked about that many years ago, and then really? there was a group that jumped in and did a similar show, and it was terrible. What so was it, it was called? Like, uh, I don't think they called it gym rescue. They called... It was like that restaurant impossible, gym impossible, or something like that. Yeah. It was bad. It was we not good. We should go and do that. We should do it. We should yeah, look at it again. But, uh, and I'll have my mom write handwritten notes. There back. we go. Thank you very much. That's, that's it. That watches how, the show. And we'll do it from Phil. How you doing? How you doing? How you Yo, doing? You Lua Mickey. Yeah. But uh, so so we do the gym rescue stuff. We also do the full service concept to completion. I've literally had people sit down with me and say, hey, I've always had this vision. They write stuff on a napkin at a bar and go, can you do this? And yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, everything in between. It could be operations. It could be sales. It could be training, leadership management. Um, but I, I really do enjoy the turnaround process. I love the coaching process, watching the staff learn and grow. Uh, but I do love the concept of completion, ground up type of stuff. So yeah, that's a lot of awesome. fun. Well, hopefully we can get some work done together in 2023. Let's do it. And going forward, you know, we run something called Halo Academy Yep. as well. So I'd love to figure out how to get you immersed in that in some capacity, maybe even teach some classes. For sure. You know, with us. Love educating, speaking today at 3.30, actually. So yeah, where's that going to be? Uh, room 11, right here. We're talking about profitability. So Okay. Yeah, I like that. I got EBITDA hat on. I know. Today. So my, my whole consulting business. You don't have business, EBITDA, I can't talk to you. That's right. But uh, sure. my whole consulting business is built on the eight building blocks of profitability. And most people, they focus on two or three, but they don't focus on all eight. All right. You heard it first here. Get the rewind on that after Ursa. Are they taping it, by the way? What's that? Are they taping that? I don't know. Right. We'll find out. We got to tape more educational we do. content. It's probably another takeaway yeah, from, exactly. from the show here. Why 100%. not? 100%. I mean. Somebody's going to watch it. Exactly. Um, so uh, in closing here, you got any good uh, quotes that you live by, business quotes, personal quotes? Quite a few, but I think one that really sticks with me in all things, you know, when you're through changing, you're through. You know, you, you got to be able to adapt to change. Change is going to happen whether you make it happen or no, somebody else makes it happen. And your ability to adapt, move forward, you know, uh, uh, and, and grow and learn from those situations is really important. And so if you're afraid of change, you're probably going to have a, a difficult time navigating life and business. So when yeah. you're through changing, you're through. I like that. There was a guy uh, that we interviewed down in Atlanta uh, over during, during a little bit after COVID. And he's like, 
as one phrase, have you come this far to come this far? Right, exactly. And I'm just like, you know, if you're not going to change, like, come on, like, let's just keep, yeah. let's power through this. Love it. Awesome, man. All right, well, uh, feel free to use the Halo term as much as you want. Awesome. Unlimited, royalty-free, and let's do a Halo Academy together. Next. That sounds great, man. Hey, awesome, thanks bro. for the opportunity, man. Likewise. I really appreciate Good it. Good talking Thank to you. you. Keep you doing got great it. things.